show and your live weekly show about comic books we are the fantastic forum coming to you live and direct from all game studio los angeles hope you're having a wonderful morning afternoon evening or night as the case may be depending on where you are in the world and if you're not you stick with us we'll help you take it up a notch yep true suspects in the building on skype he is our riddle inside of an enigma trapped in Chinese finger cuffs. You don't know him. You love him anyway. He's our silent assassin, Jay. Hey, what's up? Also on Skype, he is our intrepid senior reporter. He's next in line for the cowl. He is, in fact, our resident Dark Knight detective. He is Oz. I wield all of the spectrum rings now. Next, our backbone, our pillar, our strength. Our nine bottle brawler and resident strongman, Moses Magnum. What's up? As for myself, my name is Lawrence Young. Sometimes they call me Mayor. Sometimes they call me Mister. Sometimes it gets a little too warm for me out here, man. It's like I know it's not really hot today, but you know it's like being spoiled on the other end of things for for California. For well, it, it feels weird because it's like you know sometime last week or the week before it was like seventy. But it felt like 90. Yeah. I don't know. It's like the sun is brighter or some shit. It's a little Maybe hu- it's that layer of methane. <laughs> Just enhancing the rays like friggin' right. Like the 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 ozone layer is like a, a gaping hole over Los Angeles and then right. being cooked by the other gases that are amplifying <laughs> the rays. See, look, Joe can't even Joe can't even breathe. He has to cough. It's messed up out here. I miss what it's like to live in a desert where I don't deal with humidity. You know, the messed up part is it's a little humid today. Yeah, not, not really, but but you know, again, we're spoiled. It's more than we're used to because there's like a storm off of Baja California. Oh, and it's like like a hurricane type, but. Oh, yeah. geez, 65% humidity over there? Yeah. yeah we're, we're not used to it. Yeah, yeah, over here, it'll be like 85, but the humidity Man. brings it up to like 100. 
we're used to just a cool summer's eve <laughs> right that fresh feeling down there in the winter right <laughs> welcome to fantastic forum we got a great show for you today uh because we're going to review proxima centauri number one from image comics uh we're also going to bring you the latest and greatest in comic book news uh, and we'll talk about whatever else you all want to talk about. So feel free to jump in to contribute. And I'll tell you how to do that in just a moment. But first, we want to make sure that we thank Mr. Scott Rubin, All Games Radio, All Games Radio Network. And of course, you all, the All Games community for allowing us this time, equipment, opportunity, ability to talk about the medium that we love oh so much, which are comic We'd also like to thank our sponsor, Jeffrey's Comics. Jeffrey's is LA's in the South Bay's best comic book store. You can get all your comic book needs met at Jeffrey's Comics. All you have to do is give them a call at 310-538-3198. You can do it. You can definitely do that. They're open now. Ask for Sam. Sam's probably there. Uh, yeah. So uh, if you want to get down with Fantastic Forum, you want to go ahead and let us know what you want to talk about or if you want to chime in and give us your opinion on the things that we're speaking of, you can do that in a few different ways. Uh, first and foremost is Skype. It's free. Just got to download it. Add Fantastic Forum to your contacts. Hit that green button, and right now you will be in the fifth member of Fantastic Forum. Um, also... You can go ahead and jump on Discord, find the All Games Room, and, uh, you know, chat that way. Uh, we have Tiger Claw here. Says, what's up, Fantastic Forum? It looks like the Disney, that Disney might get Fox after all, right after they made a huge bid. Yeah, that's looking like it might be a thing, which is, it's interesting how this whole, you know, right now we have Disney and Comcast fighting over Fox a little bit, trying to outbid one another. Uh... Disney came in at a lower bid than Comcast. No, their initial bid. They, they bid again, and uh, it's been accepted of uh, seventy-one point three billion. But that's still lower than the Comcast bid, I think. No, it was sixty cash. Wait, what? Comcast was like sixty cash. Are you sure? Because what I heard is that Disney did a lower bid than Comcast, but it was. It could be either cash or stock. I mean, the the headline I'm reading literally says Fox and Disney sign new merger deal, rejecting Comcast bid. I'm not. And the Comcast bid was sixty five million. Billion. Billion. Yes. Sorry. (laughs) You have to hold your nose when you say million like this. Billion. (laughs) Sixty five million. So, so the final bid that Comcast did was sixty-five, and then the bid that that Disney ended up winning was seventy-one. Yeah, and the yeah. original Disney bid was fifty-two in stock. Right, that's what I was saying. Like I thought, I thought the last bid they did was lower, but they were like it could be cash or stock. No, this and- one is cash and stock at seventy-one point three billion. Jeez. Kind of makes that $4 billion Marvel deal seem kind of... Somebody did some good negotiating there. <laughs> I blame Casada. I mean, hey, man. It's like they, they, they struck when the iron was hot. 
And it's like they got a bargain based on it's just on one movie. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. it's a couple. Okay, you're right. Cause it was um, what was it? It was Iron Man, Iron Man Two, and Incredible Hulk. And then, what what about those? Those were the ones that had come out before Disney bought it. Right. And that's the ones that they that when made Disney buy it. And then Paramount still got to distribute like one or two of them. Mm-hmm. And then with I think starting with like maybe the first Avengers or Thor, mm-hmm. Disney started. Yeah, but what I'm saying is it's obviously like that investment has paid for itself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. They did everything since was it uh phase one has been them and they made more money with disney than they did earlier on yeah so so that's that's crazy man 71 billion dollars yeah and just did it like okay you know like I mean, it was not like disney's like uh you know i guess i guess you're gonna make me go into my bank account like, but yeah. it, it is a merger deal, not a straight up buying. Oh no! Well, that's what it says. They signed a merger deal, so I think that's part of the the sweet spot there too, where it's it's not much. It's a little bit higher than than the Comcast deal, but they still get to keep their identity somewhat. It's like getting married and changing your name. Hmm. So, but then. So with it being a merger deal, because before I know they were trying to do the assets, I like yeah, and so they were trying to get like some pieces of the company that and yeah. not others. Does this mean that all the company stays intact as Fox, but just with Disney kind of saying, "Hey, maybe you might want to do this instead"? I mean, what I learned in my days of being a correspondent on CNN Business, <laughs> it's like it's not essentially like they could they could shake up things if they want to mm-hmm. which means they're probably going to shake up the things they want to and keep the things that are continuing to be fruitful the way they are they might change some executives and stuff here and there well, one let me say that i would love to see you as a correspondent on cnn business like that would be awesome i would love that secondly like uh, i always want to be across from wolf blitzer <laughs> what's the other guy the guy on fox the, big che- the the financial guy oh it's, i don't know the financial guy on fox but yeah what is okay. is disney gonna mess with fox i i think so i think fox certain, oh fox news no i don't think they're getting i don't think that was ever on the table no it's a different division yeah, like Fox News and sports are are their own thing, I think. Mm. So so they're not part of the merger? No. Or that's, actually, who knows? Maybe now they might be. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Because since it's a merger instead of just buying the assets, it was, right. those were assets that weren't on the table. So. Exactly. So that, that's, what, that's what I'm asking because I'm like, yeah, if it's a merger and not asset uh, acquisition, I think they should leave Fox News alone. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Disney just ignored it. 
because it's like it's making money as it is with those all commercials of investing in gold and yeah and emphysema uh <laughs> what is it class action suits and what's the other one that like long ass shoehorn so you don't have to bend down to use it <laughs> you know they got to keep that that audience like they got to keep that audience uh, i know disney never really cared about that audience oh that's funny man I mean, I'm not saying nothing about the audience disparaging. This is you could tell you could judge the audience by the commercials. <laughs> Just like it was all Tampax commercials during Smallville. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Disney, Disney gets Fox's share of Hulu. Thirty percent share. Disney gets Fox's share in Hulu. I, I mean, that look. I feel like Disney could care less about that. Well, right? Disney already well, had thirty percent in Hulu, so now they got sixty. Right, that's controlling entries. Oh, so that means they're going to shut Hulu down, huh? If they want, or mer- mer- make it the Disney streaming app. Yeah. Oh, I see yeah, why Comcast you know wanted it. Comcast also had thirty, so they wanted control of Hulu. Yeah, I think what would happen was uh, they you could they'll charge you like another four bucks for all the. The Disney streaming content, like how they do with like Showtime and, and stuff like that. And what I'm reading from the story here, the Fox sale would not include major assets such as Fox News Channel, Fox Business Network, and Fox Broadcasting Company. Mm. But it doesn't say anything about Fox Sports, huh? No, but that, I mean, they might get it, but I don't think that, I think they would have to shut it down because they already own ESPN. Oh, jeez. I don't want them to shut down Fox Sports. Like, that's where I watch all my... Well, it'll just be on ESPN now. Yeah. I Look, I don't know... They'll just blur out all the blood. In fact, isn't it Fox Sports that keeps you guys from watching the Dodgers? Oh, well, none of you guys care. I don't. <laughs> but that's like, a I'll, thing in L.A. where you I'll guys are from. You know? I have to move to a different state to watch those games. It's not. It's not NBA. It's not like you know. I can't get tickets. That or um, it's not like they're winning. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you say that, Bo? Why you gotta kick them? No, because it's like it'd be one thing if it was like in high demand. You know, the Lakers. You know, nobody cares about who's broadcasting the Clippers. You know what I mean? If yeah. the Lakers had that deal, it'd be a big problem, and that's only on potential, really, because they haven't really. Yeah, one in the last couple of years, but they had that 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 good run, and then we're still living off of that good run. Oh yeah, like the the stadium still the stadium. Look at me here, with all the the nomenclature. The Staples Center is not getting sold out. I mean, the Staples Center is getting sold out, and the ticket prices are high just based on that potential. Oh yeah, from you know from when I was in high school. Dodgers, it's like they. They raise the price of the tickets and they raise the price of beer. And they make you park all far and shit. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, can't wait to be there in three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> you love it. You love it. Come home, Oz. Come home. <laughs> no, literally. I got tickets to the last game before the break. What last game? The last uh, baseball game the Dodgers played before they go on on the all-star break oh 
But dude, I mean, here's the thing. Like, you're still gonna have fun. Yeah, a Dodger game is is amazing. Like, just that it's something about the stadium and being there. Look, like, I mean, I don't even, you know me, I don't even like baseball. Look, yeah. maybe it's but fucking hot out there. The game. Huh? It's fucking hot out there. I don't know how much enjoyment I'm gonna get sitting out there in the sun. No, but they have a thing now where it gives you shade. Yeah, and besides, it's called a baseball hat. <laughs> I'm just saying. Dude, you don't have to sit in your seat. Like, you can go stand at the beer. Have you the- seen me wear a baseball hat? You know how many times I get asked where I'm from? <laughs> Especially I if I just come out of a haircut. Like, people think you're a gangbanger with a baseball hat on? Yeah. I don't believe that. You don't have a gangbanger look, Oz. You don't know me. I do. You, you don't know my hood. Did you get contacts? Contacts? Exactly. Yeah, man. You don't look like a gangster. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm like, come on, man. There's no gangsters that look like look, you. Look, every, every good drug enterprise needs an accountant. <laughs> Got How it. How dare okay. you? You're, the, you're uh, MS-13's money man? <laughs> no, because he's Mexican. Oh, you're right. So then he'd have to be, well, who's, who's money man? The 18th Street or the MF? No, there you go. Yeah, Mexican Mafia money man. That's what it says on his vanity plate. <laughs> my, my first, my first drawing. And was on, the, on the back of his H and R block. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. How did this become about me? He put he put that on his resume when he went to TD Waterhouse. It's like Coldwell Banker and gang money. Can we go back to fuck DC? Hey, we didn't do pre-production enough, so I'm just gonna try to do. I'm a I'm a little and I mentioned this earlier, but I'm a little pissed at DC now. What? What are you pissed at these? Is it because of the rings? Sort of. Um, I thought I finally completed my my collection. I literally, at the start of this show, mentioned that I've completed my collection. (laughs) And then I look, there's a new goddamn core. There's a new lantern core? Yes, the ultraviolet core. Oh, dude, we did a news story that that was happening. Why can't they just let on. me be happy? Oh, oh maybe that, that was when he was in in super secret training. Right, that's what. But John, or his uh, his accountant. Going <laughs> to be John Wick's accountant. <laughs> John Wick's accountant. Jeez, oh, but yeah, man, yeah, the John Stewart. Uh, like I thought you were talking about something a different one than that. But I'm like, what? We're sorry, Oz. What? What's the emotion behind it? Hate. No, that's not just hate, is it? Yeah, it's the it's called the invisible spectrum. And um, well, the article I'm reading because I haven't. Well, I guess they have the pages where John Stewart gets the the ring. It just says that everybody could feel hatred coming off of him. Oh, so it's like a it's a separate spectrum, but drawn from the same emotion. Yeah, they call it the invisible spectrum because I guess it's you know ultraviolet. Yeah, ultraviolet. You can't see it. Yeah. So that means we're getting infrared down the line. That would be kind of cool, actually. Yeah. Which would be well, it can't be the opposite of hate because that would be love, right? No. Indifference. Well, 
Yeah, that's what I'm gonna be. <laughs> that, that's what you are, Mo. That's the plaid ring, right? The plaid ring of. of no, indi- that's disappointment. <laughs> yeah, plaid ring. Also, but the uh, infrared. The yeah. infrared ring of indifference. Dude, now I gotta <laughs> wait. Cosmic for- indifference. <laughs> now I gotta wait for somebody to make the goddamn ring so I can buy it. And to make a good one too, because you know, remember with the when they initially gave the the rainbow core, all the stuff, it like some of them were like cheap looking. I saw the one that you just got. That looks expensive. That that is expensive. It's tight. And, and they were all expensive. Because I know you had the green one expensive. I haven't seen any of the other ones. I have all of them. And, they and they're were all, all like expensive. precious metal. Uh yeah, they're silver, but the then they're it's they're coated to make right. up the color. That's awesome. But it's yeah. still to get them made, it's uh yeah, it's not cheap. It's not plastic. You right. Get those made? Yeah. I wore a couple last Comic Con. I, I think that's where most saw the the green and yeah. red one. So now you can rock them all. I mean, I you, mean, you still have another hand though, so it's okay that they make new ones. Yeah, but now I, I mean, I'm writing out a room. I got a wedding ring, and well, just make your wedding ring the the plaid one. His <laughs> 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 wedding ring is the plaid ring of disappointment. Well, well, then his wife would be wearing it. Oh. <laughs> Jeez! Wow! Golly, it's tough being on Fantastic Forum today. I'll tell you what. Hey, this is what happens when we don't do pre-production. Oh, dude. my God. I'm going to go back to Jeez. Jeez. It could have been anybody. I'm not really talking to him, but I, I'll it's t- a good joke in the moment. The, the only person having a worse day than Oz is probably Chris Hardwick. <laughs> nah, he's, he's good. Is he? Well, it's just, you know, well, I laugh at his misfortune. I hate him. Look, I've been saying for years that guy's an asshole, but Lawrence was always defending him. Well, the thing is, it's he's one of those that we, we saw him early on in our career with Fantastic Forum, where you get these people that don't have the chops to be the the superb stand-up comic the name on the marquee or the leading man in the movie. So then they go into the niche of commenting on pop culture and nerd culture. And then they make a ton of money in this little small sector of the entertainment market. And it took our, uh, a lot of them took our, our, what I would like to call our act even though it's not really an act because we do it off the cuff a lot of times with some pre-production and and we're a little different but they they end up developing things like what is it like like the the nerdist which has stuff that was i'm willing to bet it was influenced by us look i i've been saying he's guilty of of cultural appropriation <laughs> I've been saying, cultural I've been saying appropriation. The art culture. Yeah, our nerd culture. He appropriated and profited off of it. Yeah, and we know. I mean, Larry, you, you and I have a mutual friend, and you don't remember because your memory's bad. But he literally told us. Well, actually, we have two mutual friends. He calls Chris Hardwick nerdish, not nerdist. Yeah, I do remember, remember that. Yes, and yeah. that's a big name in the nerd 
Yeah. Um, like, if I were to mention his name right now and put him on blast, like, you'd be like, oh, well, that guy knows what he's talking about. Yeah. He, his, his credits are, are long. He, yeah. I don't even... He... I don't... How can I say this without outing him? Uh, he made something that is huge in the comic movie culture... Uh, yeah. Hey, by the way, Chris Hardwick being an asshole is is something that's verifiable and we can confirm. Which is why I mean the accusations. It's he said she said. Uh, we haven't really seen evidence, so we still have to say alleged. But we know I he's an asshole. Saw right? Evidence that he's okay. No, you're saying evidence. I mean, alleged in regards to the allegations is what. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like he's okay in these allegations. But we'll talk about that a little later. First, I, got, I want to drag his name through the mud a little longer. Right, definitely. For the stuff that we know for sure, he's an asshole. Right. <laughs> so, he did that. Then, Larry, we have another mutual friend who, uh, after probably a couple, he knows him from his uh, attempts at a stand-up comedian. Not our friend, but Chris Hardwick's attempts. Uh-huh. And uh, he knew him from those days. So he said, I remember him telling me this story. You were there too, Larry. I don't know if you remember. Where he says, you know, uh, Chris, you, uh, you're you doing the Talking Dead. You should at least read the comics. And he kind of didn't want to, so this guy gave him the compendium. Oh, wow. I don't After like a season into the Talking Dead. Uh-huh. But that first season of Talking Dead, he's like, oh, it's so different than the comics, but how can you, you know? So, yeah, that's another another reason. Look, this cocksucker <laughs> took our act. Uh, sorry, I, cocksucker allegedly. <laughs> uh, you know, took our act and, and made money with it. So, yeah, that's that's my beef with him, my hate with him. I actually got some... Uh, kind of some responses online when it broke where it's like, well, I remember you telling me about this guy and he did this. I'm like, hey, I don't know about that. That's a different situation. But everybody that came in that asked me about Talking Dead or anything, you know, at the shop or whatever, I always told them these stories. And I was like, yeah, I heard he was a douche and now he did this. So I've helped corroborate his his standing as an asshole and then this chick comes along steals my act too which chick the chick that's accusing him chloe dextra she's stealing my act man <laughs> i'm dragging his name <laughs> in the mud for Ashley 10 years hardwick yeah <laughs> <laughs> so so the, as the story develops she accused him of, of being abusive and, and and uh, sexually abusive and physically abusive. And, and wait, wait, did she accuse him of being sexually and physically abusive? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even see that. All I saw was emotional. Right. The article I read today mentioned emotional and sexual. And this one is trying to make him not look as bad because he actually released some text messages of her like trying to get back together like seven months after the breakup and. I don't know. It, it seemed like she might be a little bit full of shit. Really? See, yeah. 
what what I'll say is this, and you know, again, I'm just hearing about physical and sexual abuse. I haven't seen that myself. What I did see was her talking about emotional abuse, which I think is is important and valid. And I've felt that way for a while, but I know, like, I feel like just even maybe like a year and a half ago, this would have been a non-story. Like nobody would have, like the, what, what people would have said is you should just break up with him then. It would not have right. been thought of as abuse, which is interesting how much that dynamic has changed. Like, you know, and I, and, I mean, don't get, I, I think it's for the better. But it's it's just it's amazing to me because I mean I I've heard other women say things like this in groups of people, in inside the nerd community, and you about know, Chris Hardwick? No, no, oh. it, about other people, men and women. Yeah, and the conversations that ensued in that in that mo- at that moment in time were more like. Well, you know, if you don't like it, break up. Not like, oh my God, like I can't believe that happened to you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like the that that seems like the 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 response where people go to now, which is which is I think healthy, but at the same time, I'm just like I, I'm amazed by how different the landscape has become, and and in a relatively short amount of time. Yeah, I don't know, like. And so I did see that Nerdis, um, they got rid of all his shit. Yeah, cut ties with him. I did see that. I don't know, you know, what his status is in regards to Talking Dead. If that, you no, know, they they got rid of that. Oh, did they get rid of it altogether? Yeah, they put it with Ride with what's his face, the white supremacist. I'm sorry, what? The white supremacist guy? I wait. I, what's the white supremacist guy? What do you mean? The guy in Walking Dead that's a white supremacist. Oh, you Daryl. Yeah, he has a show where he rides motorcycles. You, you know, I understand that, but I thought that was in the conjunction with Talking Dead. Like, that comes on after that, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, but they replaced it with that. Like, they moved it up. So so they just canceled Talking Dead? Yeah, they just got rid of it. Was that, did that happen last season? No, it happened now. Like, after this allegation. Oh. Oh well, okay. Well, okay. I'm I'm sorry. Like I didn't know. Like I'm sitting here. Like well, what I said was I di- I don't know what this says with Talking Dead, and I, I didn't realize you were saying oh, they they decided to cancel it. So they did they make an announcement or something? I mean, they didn't put them on blast, but they they yeah they there was a news story that said you know it's being replaced with Ride with white supremacist guy. I can't think of his name. He's I a, should remember it because I just Norman Reedus. He, yeah, yeah. He just he just did a listener takeover on the Metal Channel on Sirius. Plus, he, he was in he was in that E three game where he's naked. Yeah, but I didn't see that. Walking, walking through the hills. That's, that's the, the Kojima joint. game. Yeah, we've been waiting for it for five years. It's been like two. Feels like five. <laughs> it's like the weather in L.A. Daryl hasn't been a white supremacist in a while, right? I thought it was and, just Merle. And Daryl just kind of, well, he looked the, up to his it, big brother. His motorcycle had the, the SS. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, he had, like, he, I think he still wears the vest with the wings. But I think he, he modified it somehow. 
The vest? No, uh, Dwight took it for a while and he just took it back. But it's oh. still it's still the same vest. Oh, I know. I know. If you go to Hot Topic, you can buy yourself a vest with wings. It's like you can at Hot Topic. You become a brother, uh, brother of the Aryan Brotherhood. <laughs> <laughs> a brother of the Aryan Brotherhood. I don't know what they call their people. I'm glad. <laughs> but no, I, I, yeah, I was just saying, like, cause I was like the white supremacist. But you, you can't mess around and be like, oh, well, Merle was the white supremacist and Daryl was just along for the ride. It's like, well, listen, you can't, you don't halfway step into white supremacy. <laughs> you, you like you, you can you can step away from it, but you can't be like, oh well, I was never a white supremacist. It's like, no, no, you were a white supremacist too. I mean, I only say white supremacist on Walking Dead because if I was to say the white guy on Walking Dead, we wouldn't know who I'm talking about. That's true. Like, it, there's like six of them at any given time. Yeah. And then if I say white supremacist, there's only you know, depending on who they're fighting that week, it, it's two. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. I feel you. I feel you. So, but yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, Tiger Claw put the story in. It looks like that Nerdist and AMC have distanced themselves from Chris Hardwick. So, what what did you hear or see, Mo, that makes you feel like he's going to be all right? Oh, no. I mean, he's all right in terms of who he is as a person that dealt with this chick. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be all right in in terms of his career. But I'm happy about that. But he, he like, you know, he basically, he, he usually when these things happen, the guy kind of gives, doesn't give a comment for a while. He'll do some press release statement or something. And it's kind of like a half-hearted, like, oh, I don't know, you know, if I did something that missed, you know, like what's his, that comedian, the guy they called the N-word, but he's actually Indian or Pakistani. The guy that got called the N word. Oh, a season. Sorry. So he's like, I just thought I was on a bad date. You know what I mean? Wait, what? What are you talking about? A season. Sorry, got accused, and he said, Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought it was just a bad date. I didn't know I was coming on too strong. Right. Right. So that was his apology. But Chris Hardick was like, Look, we had a shitty relationship. We weren't meant for each other. I uh. This is, uh, she cheated on me and I decided to break up with her. We got into arguments a lot and we yelled at each other a lot. And it, we weren't meant for each other. And uh, here's the text messages of the breakup and how it went down and some of the relationship stuff. And she's like literally begging him to get back with her that she wants to have his kids and shit. And it was like seven months after the breakup. Mm. So it's like I don't know, man. It, like, if she escaped Shawshank, she, you know, she she shouldn't be texting back. You know what I mean? Maybe she had so, Stockholm syndrome. Stockholm syndrome people never leave. Maybe, but I guess and he's he, the one that broke up with her. Well, but that's the whole you thing. Know? That's that's yeah. home, right? Like, if he broke up with her, she didn't. She wasn't trying to go. I don't know, man. Yeah, but seven months apart. Yeah. It serves him right for dating somebody 20 years younger than him. Is that young lady 20 years younger than him? Yeah. How old is Chris? And Mark? they broke up. He's like 50, like 45. What? Yeah. 
Wow. I mean, I saw him when I was a teenager do stand or well, attempt to do stand up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> the way you said it was funny. Maybe I should attempt to do stand up with that laugh. Uh, Chris <laughs> Hardwick is 46. Wow. Chloe yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, is, I saw him. She's 29. So, yeah. yeah, almost 20 years. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like. And and then this date, like their dating was a lot, lot she was a lot younger than now. I don't, I don't think it's recent, right? Yeah, no, this was years ago too. Like he's yeah. married and having a kid now. Right. So it, it's just yeah. It, she decided to besmirch his name this long after, and I don't know. I don't want to side with him, especially on something this sensitive. I mean, but. It's because because of the current climate, it's easy to just accuse somebody, and then everybody just reacts on it. You ruin somebody's life without having any proof. Yeah, but at the same time, he didn't deny that yeah, he did. He denied the emotional stuff. He denied everything. Yeah, the emotional stuff. He said, "Look, we both yelled at each other. We weren't right for each other." Because what I read was, like, he was, like, going to parties and telling her that she had to stay in the room and, like, you know, messing around and, like, putting limits on how many pictures could they could take together and where to post them. Like, just weird, like, controlling type stuff. And, you know, but maybe he felt like, you know, maybe, I mean, I look, if somebody's saying, hey, you actually physically abused me and sexually assaulted me. You know, your priority is, I guess, is not, you know, I let her go to parties. I get that. <laughs> you know, like, I'm just like, wow. I, yeah, I, 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 like I said, I hadn't read any of that stuff. So I was just like, oh. Chris Hardwick is scrubbed. But I just got a text message from Harvey Weinstein. Why would you be, why does Harvey Weinstein have your number? <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess let's just he's say, listening. They just something. say, put it, get the part. No, he's, <laughs> no, he's just like, he just said, hey. Can I get in on this defense too? Hashtag me too. Get on, get in on what defense? On me backing uh, Chris Hardwick. He wants me to back him up too. No, please, please don't do that. No, I'm I'm not gonna. (laughs) He ruined the movie for me, so I can't watch Frida ever again. No. But yeah, I mean, but. Here's the thing. I mean, I feel like it's not it's not only about an accusation because a lot of people got accused of stuff. <clears throat> Anthony Anderson got accused of rape. Yeah, it didn't derail his career. Why? No. Because it wasn't true. You're right. And, and Anthony Anderson has never done anything but, that what? supported that he was that person. So I get you. What about George Takei? What about George Takei? He got accused. Okay. Now the guy came out and said it's not true, and nobody's saying that. Well, but at the same time... Nobody's saying, oh, you know, we, we talk shit about George Takei. Because George Takei, people were, were like, oh, what a douche. I, I, I don't know if I like him, you know? And it's like, now the guy came out and said it was, he made it up. And no, nobody has reported that he made it up. Okay, but is 
Is George Takei's career over? Yeah. When was the last time you saw him do something? Uh, right, right. Two weeks before he got accused, he was the announcer for the Howard Stern show. After that, he didn't do it anymore, and he hasn't done it since. And that's where I see him on a daily basis. Like, he's part of my morning routine. Okay. And now he doesn't want to come back because he's like, oh, well, you know, Howard did not knock him off. You know, he just said, I, I want to be out. You know, I don't want to be. And then now it's like he was getting that was a paid gig, you know. But you sound it sounds like they offered it back to him. No, like, no, no. They, he didn't want to come on. They never fired him or anything. They just said, come on. And he said, like, he's like, I, I don't want to. I don't want to do anything right now because the spotlight's on them. Right. No, I mean, I could understand that. But then, so, I mean, again, it doesn't sound like it ruined his career. It sounds like he made a choice. No, I guess. I mean, maybe, maybe so. I'm not going to agree with you, but I don't want to go another half hour like last week <laughs> trying to get you to repeat after me and shit. <laughs> You know, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that people... No, I'll get you wrong. It's fine. It's faster that way. I'm not saying people's lives can't can't definitely be, uh, uh, you know, dismantled by an accusation because I, I do know that that is possible. But at the same time, I think there's a difference between, you know, a single person deciding to make a false accusation versus a group of, you know women over a course of however many years decided to do that or yeah but it doesn't take that much anymore but that's okay though right because the alternative was uh i mean i guess it's this i look at it a little differently because you know i'm a dude not a woman i'm, I'm a dude too yeah but <laughs> it's like i don't i don't, I don't this doesn't count no I, I i'm i'm still iterating a thought Oh, gotcha. Um, but it's like the same thing with um, Roseanne. Mm -hmm. You know, like, everything's a knee-jerk reaction right now. And you know me. You change something in a comic on a press release? Yeah. I'm the, they call me the knee-jerker offer. Because I'm... <laughs> knee-jerk is my mode. Right. You know? But also in, in these cases, it's like, yeah, with Roseanne, look, she said what she said. It sucks. You know... Let the people not watch the show. Let her fail in the ratings. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. I like the same thing should have gone over for Chris Hardwick. See, I but, feel, but, especially since we don't know a lot of the information. There's still information coming out, like as of today. But here's the yes. thing: Roseanne shouldn't have had a, a show in the first place. Why not? Because. She's been a racist for a while. So why do you want to work with a racist if you have a choice? You know, that, and that was a misstep that, that it was on what, ABC or NBC? ABC. ABC. That's a misstep ABC makes because they knew she was a racist from before. Like, you know, or recently, I should say. I'm not talking about back in the day from Roseanne, but I'm talking right. about she's been doing. Like from 208 till now. Yeah, exactly. She's been doing a lot of stepping up a lot of stuff and saying a lot of things. They knew that. And they chose to go with it anyway. And that's okay. I mean, that's that's their choice. But if they decide, hey, enough's enough, I can't, I, you know, I'm not going to say, oh, they should have let the show run its course. Because 
it's like like that's that's behavior that all of us should not want to associate with a person that does stuff like that you know for, from a whether i mean i know that people are kind of like oh it's oversensitive and stuff but man like really is it like i understand that the climate is different now because you you have you know uh, like people are feeling emboldened to say a lot of different things but i mean there's something to be said about civility and having like hard lines where you're just like you know what man we just don't deal with with people that decide that certain things are okay i'm not saying that line doesn't move because we all know it does but it's just like you know right now it's like if you mess around you're like hey i'm gonna call somebody a terrorist monkey and yeah they happen to be black it's like i mean that's you shouldn't that's that's not cool like <laughs> it's like why i don't i don't you know i don't know it's like it's hard for me to to sit here and feel like oh well we should just let that slide and see what happens and you know i mean yeah i don't know chris hardwick i i don't know that i feel bad for him not not because it, it like i'm not here to say what he did and didn't do right but you, but you don't feel bad for him because of what he did to us. No, it has nothing to do with what he did to us. It's more about the fact that there's a, a group. <laughs> sorry, Mo. I didn't mean to disappoint you there. What 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 it has to do Flattering. with is like I feel like a person that had a particular character could survive what he got accused of. Like I I don't like I mean obviously I'm not in the same position Chris Hardwick is in. But I feel like if some some woman or some ex had said that kind of stuff about me, I don't feel like anybody would would give it any credence. Just because you people know me. I don't know, Larry. Hey, and you know what? I hope we never find out. (laughs) Find out what, Larry? (laughs) I'm not saying I'm not saying that I want to take the test. What I'm saying is if if tested, I feel like I would pass. That's what I'm saying. You know, and it's just because I think people understand that it's like, oh, man, like, you know, and, you know, I mean, it didn't ruin uh, Aziz and sorry. Right. Just like you said. And that was because he was like, hey, you know what? But it, it, it was a it was a conversation worth having, though, again, right. because it was like, wow, like that sheds light on a sector, a sector of dating and male privilege that we've never had to to you know dissect before. It's like it because it wasn't even like it was like a non-consensual kind of thing happening. It was just that hey, you know what? They felt compelled, and it was like, but I but they didn't want to, and it's like okay, well let's have that conversation because now guys can be aware and it could be like hey, you know what? I don't want to be the person that was like I thought we were just having a bad date, and a woman came away feeling assaulted. In a in a in a some kind of you know in any kind of way, yeah. It's like the great Muslim prophet said, "Like just have him sign a waiver." Just <laughs> well, no, but but you know it, that's a real conversation though. Like no, but that's what I'm saying. Like the great Muslim prophet Dave Chappelle. <laughs> Why are you laughing? No, it's just the, is he that funny a dude that just his name makes you laugh? I he is that funny. However. 
I didn't know who you were talking about. Like I thought about somebody, <laughs> somebody ancient when you were like great Muslim prophet. I'm like, did the great did a great Muslim prophet say something about consent? Like in the Quran? In the Quran? In the modern the New Testament of the Quran. I'm sure he'll be there. But you know, it's like because it, like, he had that skit where it's like after the Kobe scandal. Yeah, because like, that was the whole thing too. Where it's like, I thought I was just having an affair. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, uh, and so he did the skit where he's just like, oh, everything's getting hot and heavy. Hold on, sign this. Right. It was this, the back this. of a and then an NDA rapper, right? about penis size. Right. <laughs> right. But here's the thing: it's like, you know, our our media, and and like. Media helps inform our whole social concept of things, and consent is not considered sexy. You know, it's like they're like, and it's like it's changing now. I think, but even still, we're not at the point. You know, it's funny because, you know, the first there was the first time I ever seen a piece of the media that made consent sexy was in the comic book Lazarus. And the two Lazari are, you know, they, they're, you can tell that they're getting ready to, like, try to move into, like, a sexual kind of realm. And the dude, yeah. really, the male, con- the male literally asked for consent, but the way he did it was super smooth. And I was like, wow, like, this fool put consent in a comic book. But it wasn't, like, it was smooth. And I was like, you know what? Like, that's the first time I've ever seen that. I haven't seen a movie uh, I I may have seen uh uh like a comedy maybe tackle consent but they make it goofy. You know, it's not it's like nobody has ever or at least not in any kind of mass media outside of that one book that I can think of has anyone ever been made it seem as though oh, you know, like asking permission is like the thing to do. And that, I have a sexy consent story. Tell me about it. I can't. Why not? Because, well, A, I'm a gentleman. And B, I'm not a gentleman. But <laughs> I'm a gentlemaniac. Um, but B, uh, the all games statute of conduct doesn't allow me to tell you the story. Got it. We'll, we'll save it for I'll later. tell you off the air Got or it. something. Someday. Billy okays in chat. He says, oh, no, Pacey's going to be mad when he sees that. Yeah. He loves Chris Hardwick. Sorry, Casey. Yeah, but anyway, enough of that guy. Yeah, fuck him. Let's but go. not for being an abuser. <laughs> Zachary Levy, you're next. Why not? Why not for being an abuser too? Oh, because it's just alleged. Like I don't have enough facts. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean. I feel bad that the girl feels she was in that position. Like anything that could have happened, that she would have been in that position. I kind of, I kind of feel Chris Hardwick is a little bit wronged on this one. But I mean, time will tell. Look, I, I'm, I rather, uh, I rather be wrong for giving somebody a benefit of the doubt if he's in, if I feel he's innocent, than just jumping on and piling on like everybody else. You know. Until I have better, more evidence. We we got enough reasons to hate Chris Hardwick. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm still not gonna shake his hand when I meet him again. Oh, it was so bad as stand up, Larry. I believe that. It was like it was, it was an event. The opener was Patton Oswalt. Wow. 
Actually, he wasn't the opener. No. I was about to say, Pat Oswald opened the show? Like, Here's I'm... the thing. I forgot who the opener was. I think it was Laura Keitlinger. I don't know who that is. Yeah, she used to be Jack Black's girlfriend. I think she was on SNL for a while in the 90s. And then... So then it was... Uh, yeah, it was Chris Hardwick. And he was horrible. Then it was Patton Oswalt, and then Bob Odenkirk. Oh wow! Better Call Saul. He'd never done stand up. Like he had paper still on him. Oh no, that's not true. No, because he's a, more of a writer. Like he even said, he's like, I've never really done stand up. This is no. my. This is what he said on stage. That must have been part of the act. Said, I'm more maybe. I'm more of a writer, so I wrote it. Here's a script for what I'm gonna do today. And then he said the jokes. He was funny. And then, then it was Patton Oswalt, and then it was Tenacious D. Oh, that's a what show was that? This was a benefit for the West Memphis Three, three dudes that were accused of murder, and imprisoned without evidence, which is ironic that that's you know, they're, they're trying. <laughs> I'm here <laughs> talking about Chris Hardwick first, you know, not a similar scenario because you know murder is different. Of course. Although now, by today's standards, who knows? <coughs> but who knows what's worse? But um, yeah, they're trying to get these people out of. You know, they they were rocker dudes, and they were all black, and it was in in the the aftermath of Columbine, so they just pinned it on them, and it's like it really is like a making a murderer type of thing before making a murderer. Oh. I don't know if you ever saw that. But, I've seen it, but I've heard of it. Yeah, so it was kind of like that, where it's like, you know, there's no not enough evidence, but enough people are willing to convict them that they just throw them in jail. And, you know, it was a whole thing trying to get them to be free. And, uh, yeah, it was one of those benefits for them. And it was my birthday, too. And I was so mad I had to see Chris Hardwick on my birthday. And I didn't know who he was. Like they introduced them, they introduced them as the guy from the, the House of a Thousand Corpses, and I still didn't recognize him. And there's only two guys in House of a Thousand Corpses, and the other guy is Rain Wilson. Wow, he huh. just looked different in the movie. Huh. but yeah. So yeah, I was great until Chris Hardwick came on. Yeah, and Pat, Pat Oswald and Bob Odenkirk. That's right. And Tenacious D. Yeah, dude, I love Tenacious D. At the Improv. That's that's fantastic. It was a, like a little bar, essentially. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Right on Melrose. Mm. It's like the next time I saw Tenacious D was like in an actual theater. Like, I. Had, yeah. And that was a good show too. Chris Hardwick wasn't there. <laughs> but Sarah Silverman was. Oh, that's good. Sarah Silverman's funny too. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. So yeah. So who can we get to accuse Zachary Levy? <laughs> I'm sure that'll take care of itself. <laughs> oh, what do you know, Larry? If we, if we could find those damn cats. Say what? We could find those damn cats of his. I'm sure, they got some stories. 
Zachary Levi's cats? Yeah. That oh, was our whole not. interview with him. What? Oh, you know what? I'm thinking of Quinto. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, we didn't go interview with Zachary Levi. Yeah, Zachary Quinto. That Yeah, he has cats. And we have an interview with him. Yeah. Somewhere in the internet. And he's third on the list. <laughs> nah. He's fine. <clears throat> oh, he got to you, huh? Okay. <laughs> hey. I'm no good judge of character, but I'm over here asking him about girls, and he was gay. I couldn't tell. <laughs> My first interview ever for the show. I'm asking him about girls. That's funny. He's like, hey, ladies. <laughs> I couldn't tell he was gay. Yeah. So, uh, should we talk about Proxima Centauri. Centauri. Like Centauri. Centauri. Yeah. yeah. Look, Mo, I'm gonna have to let you handle uh well I would I would have let you handle it anyway, but I would not be capable, I don't think, of really summing up what this book is about. I mean I can tell you what I experienced. <laughs> please please do. And you know, and tell yeah, tell the people like what your takeaway from it was. I think this is a guy grieving with his sibling's death. Okay. And it's all in his head. Well, but tell tell him what the book is. Oh, it's a comic. Thanks, Mo. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> I'm in Oz mode. Um, no, it, it's a comic by by Image. Came out last week. I um. Actually, was gonna do the magic order instead of that because I was like, "Man, this looks kind of cool." There's a, there's three books that came out last week that I wanted to read. The magic order number one, which I don't want to read anymore, and then why not? Because it's Mark Millar. Oh, jeez. Okay. Like he's just pitching shit through to Netflix through Image. So I'll just wait for the Netflix series. But you know that, like, his whole company was bought by Netflix. So right. So technically, they could have been like, oh, don't worry about making comic books. Just pitch us the stuff, just storyboard the stuff. But they right. But him making comics is part of the deal. Nah, it's not. Look, I'm it's, telling you. Eh, all right. I'll just wait for the series. We, we've all experienced his series. And, you know, I don't want to turn this segment into a Mark Millar Larry love fest me hate fest but we've all seen his his stuff his comics don't come out on time and then they get adapted before they've even finished and then the movies are either good or they're shit or whatever and then why the fuck read the comics like we already have the movies like that's what they were all for anyway okay I mean, you saw Wanted, and then you went, you read Wanted. I did. Yeah. It's like, it's the fucking point. I, mean, I will say that I feel like Wanted was made by a big studio at a time when comic books were saw in a completely different light. I feel like Netflix doing, buying a comic book company 
that could potentially be a different thing. Hey, we won't. I, look, I, maybe I'll read Magic Order after I see what Netflix does with it. That's fair. Maybe. But in the meantime, I have the white cover. <laughs> um, also, the thing about Wanted is he just pitched it. He's like, oh, I'm going to be doing this comic about this. And then the movie just straight made it. Yeah. And then... But the re but see the reason I'm mad about that movie is because the the director didn't get to finish his horror trilogy because of that movie. Yeah, but that has nothing to do with Mark Millar. Well, it's his movie. But he didn't make the director stop. I don't know, man. <laughs> You're right. He did. It's the same reason I hate. Same reason I hate Ultimate Comics, Ultimate Marvel. It's like they stopped steampunk. Chris Bachalo started drawing Ultimate War. Uh, he literally said, They don't pay me enough to do steampunk. I'm going to jump over to the next gig. And then next month, Ultimate War came out. Yeah, but that, but that's a, a uh, again decision that Bachalo made. Again, I have to hate something. Like, But don't hate the comic. Hate the yeah, I'll hate, I'll hate the comic. <laughs> hate the creator. Look. Uh, I'm not going to never. <laughs> but not his fault. It's the comics' fault. It's, it's his fault. No, he didn't. Hey, he didn't love look, Steve Punk enough. Proxima Centauri. <laughs> look, this guy's probably gonna get caught up and make a movie or some shit. Cause this book is basically a kid who's like a maybe about twelve years old, ten to twelve, and he's locked up in a space prison with a scientist, a time traveler. A girl that I don't know what she does, and a AI ship transporter thing, a robot that's being built, and some like space wizard type dude, and they're trying to, like, they're basically inside of this dimension that's the size of Jupiter, that's a prison, and the little boy, the main character. What's his name? I forget his name. Sherwood? Sherwood. He's basically bored. He's a little kid in the space prison. He wants to go back to Earth. The scientist tells him, look, if you were on Earth, you'd hate it there. You'd want to be away from it. Why don't you just live in the moment right now? Enjoy what you have right here. Because the prison isn't even like a prison prison where he's like on solitary or whatever. Like they find doorways into other dimensions. And they travel through it, you know? And deal with the shit there. And that shit's, you know. So he's essentially on an adventure, but he feels bored. And, and he's missing his brother. Because he lost him when he got here from Earth. So he just wants to get back to his brother. Um, the dialogue and everything is very, like, kind of linear. But it has depth if you feel it. It's very psychedelic. You know, it's very... I feel like I should have like smoked before I read it or dropped some acid. Um, and I'm not even talking about the art style yet. But basically, and then, you know, at the end of the book, he gets confronted by a space bully, as they call it. He gives labels to everything as a 10-year-old kid would, you know, and, the, you know, the, the people that he's around are kind of guiding him for different aspects of, his little journey here and 
Yeah. That's that's basically the story. I don't want to spoil anything. It's not there's nothing really spoiled, but it isn't like reading it, reading the words is an experience in and of itself. And I don't want to give it to you verbatim. And I don't know what verbatim means. <laughs> but um the art is kind of like it starts off kind of like a storybook art where it's like there's no real like background foreground it's just like a color and you just see the people interacting and then once they try you know slide into another dimension then you have a little bit of a background and creatures and it affects the traveling into the dimension affects the proportions of the people that we've already seen and it, it, it reminds me of Shintaro Kago's art, this Japanese guru manga artist that is just so grotesque, but it's like beautiful, but terrifying at the same time. And it's just, this book actually makes it kinetic to where it's like, there's action, there's these like bugs with like four mouths like, kind of telescoping out from each other in a way. I don't know if that's the right way to describe it. And they just look ugly. But they're like, that's the life form of that dimension. So you kind of have to, like, respect it. Like, you can't call it ugly because it's like, that's just what it is. Yeah. It's like, yeah. And it's like, well, like, I can literally see, like, I don't know if you ever saw Beavis and Butthead do America, Larry. I did. But remember when, like, Beavis eats the peyote? Yes. And it goes into, like, that melty thing? Yeah. Like, I could see everything, like, melting into what it, like, when I read this book like that. And I wasn't even high. Like, I'm actually going to buy the physical copy now after I bought the digital. And... I might have to order like an extra large print, like maybe four by six, and just like read it all huge like that while I'm high. Is that a thing? Can you do that? I don't know, man. But I mean, if I get PDFs, like I can have it printed. That's true. Yeah. Like just poster size. Yeah. And just like flip it like a huge newspaper and be all high as fuck. I want to. I'm not sure. I, I didn't. I didn't get it. And yeah, and that in yeah. That's why I said like I think he's just grieving over his brother's death. Like I think he never left Earth. He's just locked in his brain. Yeah, but you know, and it's like, you, you know, I guess in my mind, I'm like, I'm done. I guess that's a spoiler. I try not to spoil anything, and I'm saying that. <laughs> it, it's like, um. You know, I, I've read my fair share of of um, abstract comic books, and usually I kind of understand on some level, like, or at least feel like I understand what's happening on some level. And while you know, I, I do agree with you that I do feel like some of this is about brothers being separated. It's like I got a sense of that. It's like all in all, I definitely was like, I'm like, 
I'm like this this book might be operating on a level that I'm not at yet. I don't know. Mm. You need some cannabis. <laughs> Maybe. Cause it's definitely it wasn't a thing where I was like like uh this is like this story's broken or disjointed or anything. Like it didn't it didn't feel like the story itself was the problem. It felt more so like you know, like I'm not the perspective necessary to kind of get it might not I may not have it. I, I don't know. And you might be right. Maybe I do need to be in an altered state or something. I don't know. Cause I was just like This is strange. And just like you said, like you know, proportions of characters change throughout the book and you know, there's definitely like an inner monologue kind of happening that kind of spills out into like there's literally like a caption where it's like it says something and they just crossed it out and put another yeah. <laughs> it almost looks like half done but it's like really well done in terms of art no i agree and like and i think that's the thing where the book feels like it has a lot of intention to it right like for someone like Joe, I would I would kind of say it's like a little fully cooly, a little dead leaves, a little Adventure Time. Oh, nice! That's why I'm sad he didn't read it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I I don't know. I definitely like I said, a lot of intention, but like I can't say I came away feeling. Like, oh, like I enjoyed it, and I want to read the second issue. Is I came away like, oh, that's like, like it. If a question mark could appear over my head, it would have when I finished the book. You know, where I'm just like, ah, I'm not sure what to think of this because it's not like, you know, it's it wasn't the type of thing that was like, oh, it left me with questions. It didn't leave me with questions. It left me confused. Like, <laughs> so I'm just like, oh, like, I don't know. No, I, I get it. Like, you know, I, I immediately started making assumptions and, and rationalizations of why it is the way it is, which is that with a work of art, that's how it is. Yeah. You know, like you kind of have to interpret it, and you might not ever get a, a a response. Yeah. Like if this was a one shot, just like this, I'd be like, man, this is the greatest, most amazing bad comic ever. <laughs> but we're gonna get six of them. Right. So hopefully that story will play out, and I'll get closure, and I won't even see it as a bad comic. I don't see it as a bad comic now. Yeah. But if it was a one shot, it'd be like, wow, this is like, like if this was in heavy metal as just one segment, heavy yeah. metal magazine, mm-hmm. it's like, that's kind of what it feels like. Cause it's one of those very abstract, like things like it could have just ended with the bully beating him up. And, you know, I know, um, heavy metal does do serialized things like for six issues, they'll have like one story running through it. But yeah, this is like it feels like one of those, and I actually would like. It reminds it reminds me a lot of like old Vertigo too. 
Yeah, I can see that. Like that's the art style and mm-hmm. the flow and yeah, I, I I really enjoyed it as as uncomfortable as it made me to look at it, but that's part of it, you know. Like I don't know, as an art form, this is this is an achievement. Yeah, I couldn't call it a bad comic myself, honestly. I I just. You know, the furthest I can go is maybe say it's not for me. And and I don't even know that it's not for me. Like, like it like if you said to me, hey, I read issue two, you need to read it. I, I, I would. Well, I mean, next month I'm reviewing issue two, so you're going to have to read it. <laughs> and then the month after that, I'm doing three. And then after that, four. We'll have our till we get to six. A regular a regular monthly segment. Like, uh, yeah. Co- comics confusion, no, because <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm not sure, I'm not sure what, what is going on. Yeah. It it is funny though because I know that like you did mention how the kid is bored and you know, it's so funny because I'm like, it trips me out how people get bored in this day and age still. Right. I just like it just seems like there's so much to do like there's so much you can do with just your phone there's not enough time in the day like I don't have enough time in the day to do the things I want to do let alone explore new things I actually prioritize exploring new things over doing the things I want to do just because I can do that from my phone I just couldn't imagine like knowing myself as a kid like if I had just access to like only like YouTube, like that yeah. would have filled my entire day, like any day. Yeah, I would have been learning about and learning how to do all types of stuff. Yeah, but you know, I got little cousins that are like, I'm bored. They're like, really? Like you literally just set down your phone to pick up your game system and then put down your game system to like mess with yeah. your other device. Like <laughs> it's like, and then you like, I'm just saying like I, the reality is it's like, you know, I'm old enough to remember TV signing off. <laughs> it's like when it was like TV ended, it was just like no TV anymore. Yeah, and, and where so- TV was boring at certain hours. Right, because it, I mean, there are only like eight or ten channels anyway. So <laughs> it was just like, wow, like and half of those were in Spanish. <laughs> right, that's true too. Yeah, it's really wild. I'm just. Oz, like, you read it too, right? Or no? I read a good chunk of it. I couldn't get. I couldn't get past the art. Really? Yeah, I just, I, just, I just couldn't. That's fair. It seemed like an interesting story. Yeah, I got the whole. This kid's looking for his brother, but um, I, I just couldn't do it. Yeah. So, Larry, how many uh, lost brothers out of five do you give it? Ugh, I guess I just got to go Midland and give it like a three just because, you know, like I said, I can't mess around and... and Come o- I-, I can't say I came away like necessarily feeling like I enjoyed it or like I would be like, oh, man, you got to read it. But at the same time, I kind of feel like there might have been more going on with this book than 
maybe I was capable of understanding, which is something, you know, I don't get to feel that way often. So, you know, because like I said, like, I, I know what a bad comic book looks like. <laughs> I've read, I've read my fair share. Yeah. So it's like it, it's not. Like, you know so well that when they give you the flyer for it, you just throw it out. <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, some things you kind of look at character design and you're like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be. Look, you're keeping diversity down. It's a visual medium. Oh, trust me, I, I'm not the one keeping diversity down. <laughs> look, I promised you that. I promise you that, but uh, yeah, but yeah, this is this is definitely a book that I feel like it's a, it has it has some intention to it, and you know I'm not gonna knock it just because I may not be vibing with it, so I'll give it a three. So it's a, a two that feels like a three. It, it might be a, a a two experience for me that. I could see being a three experience for somebody else potentially. Now me, it made the art made me uncomfortable. It was chaotic. The flow was chaotic. The story itself kind of held it all together and gave it a little order through his inner dialogue, not even the outward dialogue. So to me, that was a level of the storytelling, just his inner monologue. And then the dialogue itself was a mirror image of that, of his inner conflict, of his conflict. And then the visual part was like a twisted mirror image of all of that. To me, it was like a very thrilling experience that I don't get to see anymore in comics, thanks to to DC undoing Vertigo and then redoing it again. And, you know, I don't get to see stuff like this like I used to when I was a teenager. So I was really happy with this purchase. And I give it a... Um, I give it a 4 out of 5. The only reason I don't give it a 5 out of 5 is because it's one of 6... So my my real review will be once I read the sixth issue. Word. So this is just a teaser review for me. That's fair. The end. <laughs> All right. Um, I guess time to do some news. Let's do it. It's time for comic book news. <laughs> I actually hit the wrong button. <laughs> I had the other one loaded and ready. <laughs> That's funny. So, Dark Horse is making Stranger Things comics. Yeah. I didn't see that. What do you guys? Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know how it's gonna work, per se. I usually these comics give you, you know, you got the. If you watch, if you watch Riverdale, you have a Riverdale comic, and it kind of like 
tries to do like in between seasons, you know what I mean? Or in between episodes. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. They did it with what else? What's another one they did? They do these a lot when they have a successful like TV property. What was it? I forget what the other one. I tried reading a couple of these and they end up just creating a different like universe all their own. Which is fine. But half the time I don't end up sticking with it because it's not done as well as as the TV show. Mm-hmm. You know? So I don't know. I, I know there's a Telltale game for Stranger Things coming out too. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I think that's one of the things I saw at a V3. I could have hallucinated it after smoking some hash. No, that's but... real. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> In that case, the little pink monkey that was watching me read the news story is real, too. <laughs> um, I mean, if that's what you call your penis, that's, uh, that's all no, you, No, my man. penis is purple. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that sounds like you have a condition. I <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's that's actually a uh friggin' emoji, Mo. <laughs> I hate to tell you. The eggplant eggplant emoji. That's not funny, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's that's two more stranger stranger things things that yeah, I'm not gonna so it's get. like which one am I gonna do? Like am I gonna do the comic? Because then if the game doesn't follow if the game doesn't follow the TV show or it, it, you know, the next story they do doesn't follow, you know, that's why I haven't watched Incredibles 2. I mean, I'm pretty sure they're not going to be canon. Wait, 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 yeah. wait what's so they got to do with Incredibles 2? Wait, why would the game not be canon? Who knows? What I mean, would it be? Telltale stuff usually isn't. No, that's not true. Oh, I feel like Telltale true. stuff usually is. Well, with Walking Dead, it is. And, and with fables, the, and with the, fables. The, the things that it wasn't canon with are like the random stuff that like like Batman, which has had so many iterations. They're like, well, why don't we just make our own iteration? Yeah. Or Guardians of the Galaxy, which isn't following its own canon. So why should Telltale? Oh, so the important stuff. That's not like, like the, the stuff where they stuff. take established characters because The Walking Dead well, didn't use established characters. They too. made their own like, shit. I didn't play it, but I don't know if it followed it. Well, but then you can't use it as an example. Moment. Well, I, I was trying to let, get Joe's inspiration. Right? Here. Did the Walking Dead one use established characters from the comics or, or TV show? Yeah. yeah. The, the Walking Dead had a whole thing that was just Michonne that is fills in the gap of where we see Michonne from one spot in the comic to the next spot in the comic. Oh, but in the shows is canon. To the books or the TV show? The books. Okay. So I feel like Telltale will do canon if the creators like you know allow space for that. But I'll buy a Telltale game when they make a game. Say what? I'll buy Telltale games when they make games. What are you talking about? What is what makes it not games? It's like a choose your own adventure. It doesn't give me enough goddamn time to read my options. Dude, it's that's a type of game, and it's like it, it was. It was a genre of game before a lot of genres you play today, and the fact they don't give you a lot of time is to build tension. That's a, a game. Oz wants to play Guitar Hero in slow mo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I just say it, man. Like it's, those games are are amazing, and I'm sure that the the Stranger Things one. I I think because Stranger Things has a lot less canon uh, out and about, I wouldn't be surprised if the Telltale joint is probably is probably canon, just because they have enough room to tell stories in. And the quality of Stranger Things is going down with with each iteration too. Hasn't there only been two seasons? Yeah. And now they're going to water it down even more. The second one wasn't watered down. Plus, it I wasn't as good I, as the first. All, all you're doing, Oz, is further demonstrating why people should not be listening to your opinion. <laughs> it's like you're hurting, you're hurting your own brand. Look, Stranger, the, the first Stranger Things was great based on a true story. Second one, yeah. It was good. I mean, it was entertaining. You know, I watched I it. I'll watch saying- the third one. I could understand you saying you like season one better than season two. I wouldn't I wouldn't knock you for that. But to make it sound as if like they're falling off in quality, like you didn't dislike season two of Stranger Things, Oz. Compared to the first one, yeah. It's yep. it's a, I, I liked it less than the first one. That doesn't imply a, a drop in quality. No no. <laughs> it's not it's not a drop in quality or not not necessarily. It is Let's, to me. If it's oh. not as good. It's, it's some things are just about you experiencing something for the first time, though, too. Yeah. It's like, uh, well, I don't know. what. I don't know when you lost your virginity, Oz, but I know listening to Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction, nothing compares to that because of the circumstances. <laughs> but that's, that's all I'm saying. It's just that, you know, it's like, it was fresh, it was new, or felt new, and then when you you knew what to expect for the second one, now you have expectations, and you know, it's like, it may not necessarily live up to those, but that doesn't mean that it's like, bad. Or it's the same thing with, uh, with Iron Man 1 and 2. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, so you know, but don't get me wrong. It's like you can make an argument, I guess, that Stranger Things, the second season, not as good. But I'm making if you were dissatisfied with season two of Stranger Things, I would say quit Stranger Things and watch Dark. The fuck is Dark? Dark is like Stranger Things, but without the kids. They just kill off all the kids. (laughs) Dude, if this is another the fucking magicians, I'm going to come after you. No, man, it's better than that. That's what you said about the magicians. It's like Harry Potter, but with adults. Magicians? Huh? Yeah, that's what it was. It's like Harry Potter and Chronicles of Narnia with fucking and drinking and drugs. Yeah, they're Did all you... adults. Right. That's Did... what it was, wasn't it? Yeah. No, yeah. But fuck you, because that, that, that show is traumatizing. And I can't stop well, watching it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. Thank you. I was, I was about to say, because I'm like, Oz, if you don't like the magicians, then we're done. No, it's too good. And notice he didn't thank you, Larry, for bringing I, it up. Exactly. Like, I was I was telling you guys to watch But it. you didn't explain it that way. Listen, how many times do I have to tell you, listen, it doesn't matter how I explain things. When I make a suggestion, just watch. It's, it's like he explained the the, 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 what, the adventures of R.J. Berger. Oh, it's about a guy with a big dick. Then I tell people, oh, it's like Wonder Years, but with super bad. And then they're like, oh, I want to see that. In fact, and that, that was our exact conversation for this show, where I think Larry said, oh, it's, it's about guys that know magic and go to other dimensions. And then you said, 
it's Harry Potter fucked Narnia and came up with the magicians, and now they're adults. It's like, okay, well, Mo makes it sound interesting. But what I'm saying to you is, obviously, I know good stuff. So just listen. Yeah, you just can't explain mm, it properly. I've seen some of the stuff you like. There's some stuff I like that I don't suggest to you. And then there's stuff that I like that I do. Like the emissary? What? Are you, the comic book, The Emissary? Did I suggest that to you? To me, yeah. I don't even I don't even remember. Nobody does. I think Jim Valentino doesn't. Oh, I remember it now. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it now. But yeah, exactly. And so I'm just like, hey, listen, I don't understand why you, you individuals don't just take my word for like, hey, you guys need to start watching. Da, da, da. You need to start reading this. You need to start doing that. Like, just come on now. I'm not going to. I'm not going to send you. I'm not going to leave you all wrong. I know what you all like. Anywho, watch Dark. Nia was telling me about Dark. Oh, she watched it? She watched it, I think. I don't know if she watched the whole thing. Did she like it? I mean, she told she told me I should watch it, so. Oh, yeah. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, all that to say, I don't, I don't have high hopes for the, the comic or the telltale game the comic maybe a little bit more the art might make it worth it but i don't know about that game i, I have more faith in the game than the comic i th- i think so too i uh, usually with the games i end up uh either at least enjoying them from a game perspective but when it's comics it's like i feel like a lot of a lot of properties a lot of comics get properties and then they just kind of half-ass it a little bit. I mean, it's. I think, especially Stranger Things seems hard. Like it, right. It feels. It feels like it's hard on both the video game and the comic book front. But I feel like Telltale. I mean, I think that they wouldn't have taken it on if they didn't have a good idea of what to do with it. I don't know. I don't know if I have that same faith in Dark Horse. I think Dark Horse would take it on and be like, "We we'll figure it out." And then they may or may not, you know what I mean? Like, but then again, I mean, we saw how they got, you know, they got Prometheus and did what they did with it, and then yeah. the second one came out, and we don't get none of that cool shit they did. The second, uh, oh, I see what you're saying, like the, like the Covenant. Food. Yeah, yeah. And it's like if they, you know, if they would have read the comics, yeah, they could have made a good movie. Yeah, that's like. True. And, you know, and not only that, I mean, look, Covenant had his issues. I liked it. But, you know, then they say that about Prometheus, too, and I liked it. So I guess it's more of the the man versus God aspect that I like, not the alien stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. But but the way that they did those comics were actually really good. Like the way that they like on how all those stories intertwined with one another. It was. Yeah. And each individual story is kind of like how those movies should have been. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, it, yeah, it's, you know, I but, like that they still, you know, the one time I like a time jump is that they still left room for the, the stuff from the comics to actually might or might not have happened, you know? But see, again, too, though, you know, we're talking about Dark Horse who has a history with all of well not with Prometheus but with aliens and predator 
Right. And, you know, they know how to do that. That's true. And they they executed well because, you know, they've had decades of history with those properties. So it's not surprising that they would do that. Now, now Stranger Things, I, you know, I'm not knocking them because I'm not saying like, oh, they can't do it. I'm just saying it, it's more of a like, I feel like Stranger Things is just a harder place to tell stories as far as that universe is concerned, because it doesn't it doesn't give you a lot of, of solid lore. Right. And, so, and even when they try to, you know, they try to shoehorn stuff in for like maybe like a spinoff. Well, I wouldn't say shoehorning, but it feels shoehorned in because of that, because it's like, oh, we like what we've seen so far. And this is a little different. This is, you know, that one Chicago episode was like the worst episode, worst reviewed episode in the series. Really? Yeah. There's a there's a few pages for the Stranger Things comic. It looks like it's going to be the story of uh, Will Byers in season one when he's in the in the upside down. So that could be interesting. That gives me a little bit more hope than than something Telltale would put out. Cool. Yeah, that might be cool too. Cause then, yeah, it's something different that kind of ties in. Although there might be a line of monologue that might throw it off, and then I'll be mad. But <laughs> it's only four issues. I mean, yeah. yeah. Look, a lot can happen in four issues. Oh, yeah, look. Four issues can either be a snap of the fingers or a lifetime, depending on who and how you're writing. And if Thanos is in it. Indeed. Indeed. That, that could be like half an issue. <laughs> right, right. Is anybody else worried that the Spider-Man game is going to just be like dust when you open it? That nah. would be kind of funny. They already said it's not canon. Okay. I feel better now. Well, mine comes with a statue, but they wouldn't show a picture of it. So is the statue going to be like a pile of dirt? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Collector's edition, you're welcome. I, I don't even know if I could be mad. Right. That might, that might be so funny that I, I just have to let it go. <laughs> you know what? You got well, me, Marvel. Right. Well played. <laughs> well played. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait for that game. It's going to be so fun. What is it, September or something like that? Yeah. You ever going to get to God of War? Uh, yeah, eventually. I gotta open the PlayStation. <laughs> so you might get the Spider-Man game and still have not even opened your PlayStation. That's that's a, a possibility that I'm working hard to make not the case. I mean, but. You, you own a PlayStation and you, not only, you haven't plugged it in. Not only have you not plugged it in, it's probably still wrapped in plastic. Yeah, it's, it's, it's in the box. It's 100%. Like, I opened the box that was shipped in to make sure that there was a PlayStation in there or at least a PlayStation box but the box itself that has the PlayStation has not been opened though. you know it doesn't appreciate in value right oh look collector's edition first day man actually it is the God of War edition right pass it down to my kids <laughs> and they'll just throw it out they're like you gotta use your hands like a like my my dad was a hoarder They'll do a TV special of it. It'll be Antique Roadshow. Yeah. No, it'll be just like, uh, like, fix this space. 
<laughs> and, like throw out all your fucking New Mutants '87, '88. Ooh, that'd be so sad. You know, I didn't know I had the first appearance of Cable floating around in my car. Really? Wow. Yeah. It's a second print, but still. Yeah. Still. I agree. I agree. Uh, what else is happening? I feel like. Oh, oh, uh, shoot! Luke Cage is supposed to be coming out this week, right? Yeah. And I've I've seen reviews that are saying like, they're like the second season. Luke Cage is way better than the first season. What? And now I gotta finish the first season. Which I was like, wow! Like I'm, like I liked the first season of Luke Cage a lot. Like if season two was even better, that would be really cool. At the same time, I saw a review that was like, this is the first time a second season is better than the first. And I'm like, oh, like, aren't there like, isn't like, I, I know that people had mixed reviews on Jessica Jones, but I thought people were digging season two of Daredevil. I, well, season two of Jessica Jones, I like better than the first. I, I did, too, actually. Like, I don't feel there's any throwaway episodes. Mm-mm. No. It, it moves really fast. And they had Hellcat in it. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> it had sort of cat. <laughs> like, hey, look, that's the Hellcat we're gonna get. <laughs> yeah, she's not gonna be. It's not gonna be trained by Moon Dragon. Moon Dragon. She's actually more like the Black Canary in in Arrowverse. Yeah. But I like the journey they're taking with that character. Yeah. Is the book you have New Mutants eighty seven? The one that was floating around in my car. Yeah, yeah, with Cable holding a gun, and then like the, the like four coins. It looks kind of like a Tales from the Crypt cover. Hmm. Well, the first printing's going for about five hundred bucks. Yeah, wow. I think the second one's like twenty or eighty. <laughs> is that is that like from the Deadpool bump? Is that what that is? No, it was like that before. Really, five hundred dollars for that book? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, there's places you can get it for like three. Is you just gotta shop around? I'm just yeah. like looking at highest prices. But if if I get Liefeld and Brolin to sign it, and Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> and, and Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> yeah, like I I could get you know, and it's in a hard case too. It's not in a in a soft case. I mean, you can ask Liefeld to sign it, but he'll, you know, take a while. He'll put Rob, come no, back two wait. weeks later, and then put the L. I'll wait. <laughs> but you know what? At the end of the year, you have Li- Rob Life. <laughs> Rob Life. <laughs> and then instead of a D, it'll be like a foot. Dude, he, he totally should come out with like a t-shirt line, Rob Life. I'd get one of those. Stan Lee was granted a restraining order against business manager. Yeah. Like, wait a So, the, like, it sounds like they really are getting the people that were friggin' abusing this dude. Right. Like, he was making those videos under duress and stuff. Right. So. Which. Again, I was right. Right. I was right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like, he blinked. Go ahead. 
He blinked twice. <laughs> he blinked twice. But it's so sad that Stan Lee had to go through that. And it's like, I don't understand. Like, I understand that his daughter is his closest family member. And so how that kind of plays into things or can play into things legally. But it seemed like he had like enough people around him that that should have like been able to been cut off at the past somehow. But I guess the family card is a tough one to get around. Mm -hmm. LAPD is investigating for elder abuse and everything. Yeah. I mean, they stole his blood. Yeah. It's messed up. It, it's Stan Lee. I'm sure he would have just given it to him. I don't know what that means. <laughs> He's a nice guy. Oh. I guess. I don't know. I'm a nice guy. Can't have my blood. Hmm, I just gave a bunch of my blood. God damn. No. Hey, that's... I'm, I'm not allowed to give blood. No? Because of the tattoos, no. right? Yeah. Oh. That's fair. Um, yeah, but I'm I'm glad that that's so, getting sorted out. I hope that he, you know, is able to get back with the people that, you know, actually love and care about him. There says Tom Lawless is now acting as guardian at Lidham for Lee. That's his lawyer, right? Yeah, so Tom Lawless. He blinked twice. When we got him out of that situation, you better watch it back too. No funny business. Yeah. Yeah, I hope I hope it all turns out well for him, man, because Lord knows. It's like, Let him die with some fucking dignity. Yeah. Yeah, Stanley deserves to have all the years he has left to be happy with. Four days. <laughs> <laughs> Such a bastard, Moses. Hey, look. Bastard. <laughs> If if Stanley dies in the next few weeks, that's your ass, Mo. I'm letting you know right now. But he'll die with both his and Kirby's dignity. No, that's not funny. Um, I'm just saying, like like I said it before, had he died five years ago, or like soon after his wife died, he would have been happy, no problems, no money being siphoned from him. You know what I mean? No, like, news stories of his nurse, like, jerking him off. Like, I believe his nurse should jerk him off. But it shouldn't be in the news. What? Look, he's man created Spider-Man, X-Men, the Hulk. He greenlit a bunch of the comics that, like, making millions of dollars. Like, you know, characters. He did like that's why a lot of people, you know, they're mad at him and not Kirby, but there you know, there's a the stuff they created together, but then there's a the stuff he allowed to be created. Yeah. You know, they say, you know what, this is gonna be a good idea. Right. You know? Yeah, let's go with this. You know, he could have just been like, No, I'm the know it all guy. Nah, you know what? Nah, I don't like it. Deadpool looks too much like Spider Man. I don't like it. <laughs> you know? But he did it. He let you know yeah, he didn't let them have creative ownership, but that's business. But he let them run free with their ideas to a certain degree, you know? Yeah. Because you look at the stuff Liefeld created for Marvel, 
And he goes, oh, I want my creative freedom and all this shit. Then you saw what he created for Image, and they're like mirror images. It's like he wasn't, he clearly wasn't hindered at Marvel. He just didn't have creative, he didn't have ownership. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, he, he should have died a little bit a while ago. But now, now, and remember, those videos came out and I said, I don't trust those videos. Yeah, no, I, I remember. I remember, and I remember us all talking about them and just kind of like, you know, it all felt fishy. It's like, it's one of those things where if you're good, you don't have to say that you're good this this much. Right. <laughs> you know, it's from, like, from it's what like, I from what I read, it seems because you were talking about family taking it. Basically, I'm agreeing with Mo because from what I'm reading, it was his wife that actually was uh, was protecting him. And after she after she died, um, you know, they they're, they're quoted as saying it was like a feeding pr- frenzy. You know, everybody just came after him, and that's that's where all that started. So yeah, if he had gone around the time that she did, then he never would have had to deal with any of this. Mm. But at least, I mean, what, she died a year ago? So at least they got it before, you know, it's not like the rest of his life is gonna was misery. You know, he had to go through a bad year, but he's coming out of it on the other end and enjoy the last Weeks of his life, months. Damn it, Oz! What are you? What is doing, man? If you guys don't leave Stanley alone, listen. Hey, hey, we're not taking his money. We're not accusing him of asking for hand jobs from his nurse. We just want him to die with peace and dignity and respect. We don't want the last headlines with his name in it to be that, to be a little bit of extra suffering, Larry. You stand alone. Hail death. <laughs> Thank, thanks, Thanos. But yeah, that's that news story. Um, there is a. A story here that Todd McFarlane reveals how production will work for the Spawn movie. Uh, basically, McFarlane says that while the film has a production schedule in place, nothing is set in stone. He does not want to be too transparent with, with an audience that might assume changes mean movies in trouble. Here's a quote. He says, if, if because of an actor's schedule, that's my bad Todd McFarlane expression, impression. But he goes, if because of an actor's schedule, we got to move the release date, or if for whatever reason the shot takes a little longer, we have to move it, then if you say too specifically what the day you you give them, be a week or two, two weeks, then all of a sudden you'll read an article somewhere. People say, oh, it's a troubled production, troubled, troubled production. The film will be done on a smaller budget, so expectations are not going to be as high as they ordinarily would be for a superhero comic book adaptation. The film seems to be positioned to be more in line with the smaller scale horror hits like Hereditary or Get Out. Something like Bloomhouse's Bloomhouse Tilt's Upgrade. 
It will also represent McFarlane's directorial debut, although having an experienced and award-winning actor like Fox in the lead role is likely something for a safety net in that respect. Still, he says, when he is quiet, it does not mean he's not working on it. Here's another quote. It's coming. We've been doing protocol pre-production stuff already. It's not sexy stuff. There will be more of a posting on social media. It's sort of a tedious part stuff. Putting together something that is going to take so many people every day. It's another step forward in getting to actual cameras rolling. He goes, I'll be sharing some of the information, especially while I'm filming. I'm going to be there on the set with people. I'm going to share some of the fun of making a movie. So, yeah, we're scheduled. So it's coming, you know. I don't have a date, but it's coming. We'll be open. So people nutted their pants because they they showed uh, the Black Manta helmet for the Aquaman movie. Does it look good? Actually, yeah. It's uh, more comic accurate looking than I thought it would be. But it's just weird because Black Manta is not the villain in, in the movie. It's going to be um, the brother, Orm. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So what, what's his name? And what's his super villain name? Ocean Master. Ocean Master. There it is. I was going to say Tide, Tide Master? Tide Pod? Ocean Master. Yeah, but the helmet looks good. I mean, the dude's not wearing it. He's just kind of looking at it on a table. Yeah. And I doubt he'll wear it. Like, he might try it on as a prototype, but then, you know, oh, well, this is my real one because the other one was stupid because DC does that. Yeah, that, that'd be dumb if they did that, but. Yeah, that's that's what I think is going to happen. Really? Yeah, and then like, because gonna... it does look a little like bare bonesy, like almost not like corny, but not bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. So well, I like we'll how see. it looks, and the actor's good. I forget who he is, but I know I've I've seen them before. Okay. David Kane. That's fair. Um, Humberto Ramos has been revealing some character designs for a new or a few new Marvel miniseries that are coming up where they're merging some of their characters. He was leaking some of them, but two official uh, <clears throat> entries came out today, like full color. One is uh, Infinity Warps, Soldier Supreme, where they cross Captain America and Doctor Strange. And the other one is Infinity Warps, Iron Hammer, where they warped uh, or they merge uh, Thor and Iron Man. One of the other leaked ones was, um, they haven't said what the name of the character is, I don't think, but it was uh, a Moon Knight Spider-Man amalgam. So, 
that's happening. I don't know how I feel about that. This is all. Yeah, it seems too like gimmicky or yeah, a little control. Um, I mean, his art is good, but oh yeah, the art is great. And you know, it's, it's one of those things where if you see it on somebody's, uh, you know, like somebody's Instagram, I'd be like, wow, that's super cool. But right. if, okay, like I. I don't know if the story is going to be good. It, it's it's coming out the Infinity stuff that they've been doing, and that what I've read initially of Infinity didn't impress me that much. So I'm I'm still going to finish it, but I you know I don't know. It it definitely doesn't have the the same kind of feel like the Infinities of past have have had. So that was. I know. I wish Humberto Ramos drew. Spider-Man 800. You said you wish he had drawn it? Yeah. Oh, why? Nick Bradshaw is good, but I don't like Spider-Man's face. Like, he does a weird thing to it mm. that I don't like. It Like, the webbing on the mask looks... It's a little stylized. Okay. And not in a, in a way that I like it. Gotcha. But that's all. Gotcha. I still haven't read it. I just keep looking at it. That's fair. Um, I know this isn't quite news, but just in case somebody's listening and doesn't know yet, uh, but maybe even Joe, new season of Voltron came out. And supposedly it's kind of blowing people's minds. If you haven't been watching the Voltron Legendary Defender uh, series on Netflix, you're doing yourself a disservice. It's amazing story, amazing animation, amazing characterization. It's everything good about, like, friggin' animated stuff right now. So mess with it. But I probably didn't explain it right. So just do it anyway, because, you know, whatever. I don't know. Didn't Netflix just raise their price? I I don't know, but if they did, Voltron might make it worth that purchase. What what was the price? I'll just wait for it to come out on Amazon. Will that happen? Maybe. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like there are some Netflix originals that are out on Amazon, so it's not out of the realm of possibility. Like what? Like the Marvel first season stuff? Like the Daredevil and all that? Yeah. Netflix is eight bucks for the cheapest, fourteen for the for the more most expensive. Yeah, I paid ten ninety nine. That's the most recent price I played. I paid. That's the uh, middle middle value. It doesn't have four K. Mm-hmm. Do they still send you Blu rays? Uh, I I don't have that. That but is that like a option? I think so. Yeah, I think that's what the fourteen ninety nine is. Hmm. Okay, I'll have to think about it. Still not gonna get it, but I'll think about it. Yeah, 
So they do have the Daredevil first season, but you have to pay for it even if you have Prime. Right. I'll just pay for Voltron when it comes out. How much is it? It's like not out yet. Two dollars no. an episode. Well, I meant the, the Daredevil, because then you figure the Voltron will kind of be in the same range. Yeah, let's see here. Let's see here. It says it's not allowed to purchase on my device. But each episode's two bucks. So the series will probably be something like 20, 30 bucks. Yeah. I'll just do that. So it looks like um, a DC Comics employee may have leaked a little bit of information about DC streaming service, DC Universe. And it's looking like it might launch towards the end of this summer. So, oh, here's the quote. I work at DC Comics. Sorry, DC Entertainment. And we are about to launch, I think, late August. Our DC digital platform will be a hub for all things DC. There will be digital movies, TV shows, watch, streaming. Uh, we're going to have a lot of comics on there. And so people didn't realize up until this point that there might actually be digital comics on that service as well. And it's looking like they might mention that there'll be, you know, probably some older animated series and of course some new content new shows like the titans stuff and whatnot so that's cool that there'll be comics on there as well that i don't know how much that'll make a difference on whether, whether people get it or not but i mean if you pay the monthly fee will you be getting like well you're not the guy that wrote this so yeah, but it almost—it's just like what comics though. Like if it's gonna be like Marvel Unlimited, where I've got to wait a year to read the current story, it might not be worth it. That's the impression that I'm getting. Like it's probably a back catalog, not so much the stuff that's on shelves. But you know, again, it's not a hundred percent clear. Track this guy down, Larry. It was. It was this young woman was a guest on another podcast and that's how they got this information so did she like hide her voice or something or? no I think she just I work for DC Comics sorry was yeah. it like that <laughs> no they got her name and everything her name is Danny Snow and yeah. she works at DC Comics and it sounds like she's, she's going to be the, one of the community managers there oh so she wasn't like leaking anything well, no, I mean, she might she might have because she's not like the PR person. So who knows if they wanted that stuff to come out now or, or not. But but she's she's saying that, you know, like she's one of the people that will be dealing with the community that will surround the DC uh, universe stuff, I guess, on the comic side. 
cool. Yeah, that's interesting. Like, you know, well, it might be a cool little bonus. I mean, who knows? Maybe some people that were like, well, I, I got it for the TV stuff might be like, oh, well, let me check these comics since I'm paying for them. Check these comics out. Yeah, it's going to be great. Get all old 52 stuff. <laughs> um, Joe, will you be getting the DC Universe stuff? I'll take that as a yes. Joe, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I'm out. What happens? He's signing up for Netflix to watch Fultron. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah, man, it's good stuff. I, I haven't watched this news anything from this new season yet, but I haven't um, watched any of it. You'd like it. Uh, I'm okay. Did you watch Cobra Kai? I watched Cobra Kai, yeah. It's good. Yeah, that was really good. Is it is it that good that like should I take the time to watch Cobra Kai? Uh look, I say yes, but I don't know, man. I mean how in, did you like the movies? I like Karate Kid and, and Karate Kid too. Not three. Um, three. I mean, I don't. I don't remember it as fondly. How about next Karate Kid? Uh, that's the one with Hillary Swank. Yeah. Uh, it was okay. It's like you know. I mean, none of none of them after two really like. I seen them all, but none of them really like sticks with me. Like, yeah. Like you know, I guess. My thought is, I, my question more so is, do I need to go back and watch Karate Kid? Nah, you don't to, need to go back. To enjoy or get the most out of this show? No, you no. don't need to because they, they show, they have footage from those movies oh. in flashbacks here. Yeah, that's Got the it. whole first episode. Yeah. Got the first two. And then. So, and then is it like a thing where like am I gonna be I, don't, I mean you know me I, I like stories like it it has like a solid story yeah it does okay and even like there's <coughs> things that happen cause you know you know how it is like you you perceive your high school life a certain way Right, and then this actually happened to me recently because I reconnected with some friends from high school that I haven't talked to in like fifteen years. Right, and then they have a, a the same thing happened, but it's a different perspective. Right, and if only there was some communication, it, it would have been a lot smoother. Right, and there's a lot of moments where if they would just stop and talk instead of trying to do karate. Like they'd be friends, <laughs> okay. And it's like that. That it, it, as a viewer, it's kind of frustrating because, like, yeah, they're two sides of the same coin, you know. Like, you can see them getting along, and, and they add a little backstory to the dude from, you know, was it Johnny from Johnny Lawrence? Yeah, he's so the like, uh, main guy. Yeah, they they add some backstory to him. 
that kind of you see those motivations in the first movie. So it's kind of cool like that. And yeah, so it it's definitely an enjoyable experience. I don't think you should pay Red 2 to see it. But, red 2? Yeah, or YouTube Red. Like, I don't... It, it's good, but it, I don't know if, like, it's worth the subscription. You know what I mean? Oh. But wait, where were you watching it on? Well, we have a press copy. Oh, got it. Yeah, but... So we have a press copy, so we saw it. Like, I would definitely say, you know, I, I don't know... I don't know what YouTube Red has to offer other than this, and it's already finished. So, I mean, if you get it a trial, you could probably watch it all. Right. And I thought there's going to do another show, but I don't remember what it was. Like, it didn't stick with me. Well, they're doing a season two. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's going to be like two years from now, probably. Um, so, that there's that, and then I don't know... Yeah, I don't know what else they're doing in between. I know, like, because they have YouTube TV, where you can watch live TV up to, like, 50 channels or some shit. And then they have YouTube Red. So it's like, I don't know. There's, They're not together, so it's like you're not getting out, anything out of picking one or the other. You know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, if they just give me... If they just become the cable provider or whatever and give you their original content like kind of like was it like was it like dish network or something that has like hd net with their own programming and stuff right like if it was like that and then you get all the other channels then yeah i can see it being worthwhile but i don't yeah i don't know i don't know what else youtube red has to offer other than every like listening to music through youtube other than you know Whatever service you choose. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm going through their original stuff, and it doesn't look good. They have more stuff. Yeah, there's a few things, but they just look like better produced regular YouTube videos. The only, the only thing that looks interesting is um, Dallas and Robo. It looks like uh-huh. it's a it's a tomboyish uh, chick and a robot with a cowboy hat in a spaceship. And the robot, yeah. and they're in a bar fight. The robot shoots flames. Like I'm, I'm He's on a flaming robot. It's an animated comedy about space truckers, Dallas Moonshiner, which is Cat Denny's, meow meow, and Robo, which is John <laughs> Cena. And oh, I lost it. They haul their cargo across the galaxy while tussling with. Oh, the description ends. <laughs> I watch a fair amount of YouTube, so I see a lot of the. The like uh, ads that you know are like saying, "Hey, get YouTube Red," and I haven't seen anything yet that really was like compelled me to to try to get to upgrade. Well, yeah, and then that's the thing. Like, I watch it on my phone, so it'll be a pop up that blocks my whole screen, <laughs> and it says, "Join YouTube Red, yeah, or skip it." And but it doesn't tell me what they have, so I just skip it. You know. Yeah. Yeah, everything else on here looks stupid. Yeah, so. Who knows? Hey, they beat Operator 11. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. 
Anything else newsworthy before we get out of here? Thought I had something else here. Nope. <laughs> All right. Oz, you want to go ahead and sing us out, Oz? Okay. Give us a final thoughts, man. Not all at once, Jay. Calm down, man. Calm down. Oh, um, sorry, you cut out. Uh, but Hereditary and Upgrade were both really good. If you haven't seen them yet, you should check them out. Is is Upgrade gory? Yes. Not gory enough, but yes. <laughs> I kind of want to see it, but I don't know if I can handle it. So we'll see. Oscor, give us some final thoughts, man. Should be reading Injustice too. I mean, <coughs> uh, and I shared this with with Mo, where they gave Lobo a Green Lantern ring, and he uh, he punts Dexstar, and then attacks um, Atrocitus with a giant Green Lantern penis. <laughs> Most guy the fun thoughts. Um, there's a news story I didn't do, and the reason is is because the headline says the Russo brothers explain to us where Thanos is at the end of the Infinity War, and here's the quote from Anthony Russo. Russo, oh the new planet. Oh, it's whatever place that that he goes. So that's why I didn't do that news story. It's Florida, right? He's retired. No, and uh, I'm also I'm willing to pay somebody money to come out and accuse Zachary Levy of something. <laughs> See, don't say that, Mo. Hey, Larry Flint did it. Somebody will come out and really be trying to. I mean, they have to have evidence, but and it's not a lot of money. Hey, it depends what their circumstances. for the entire fantastic forum thank you all for hanging out we appreciate you we'll be back next week in the meantime follow us on twitter uh go ahead and follow us on instagram jump on our facebook group too why don't you and let us know what it is you think of the show what it is you'd like to see uh this is fantastic forum and until next week we're out <laughs>